Dixie folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. Don't forget to visit our refreshment center during the intermission or any time. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. So will the youngsters. Everything is quality and mm, so good. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Bring the family. Bring your friends. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. Oh, a word of caution. Don't drive over 10 miles an hour in the theater area for your safety's sake. And mom or pop, go with the kids when they leave the car. We hope you have a wonderful time. Come back soon. Hello, everybody, and I have a few announcements to make before we start the movie tonight. Uh, Sunday at the Starlight is when we're having, uh, in in conjunction with the local Baptist church, uh, Carl, you're not invited because you got in a fight with with the head preacher last year, and we don't want that kind of trouble again. No, absolutely not. We're no, having no, no, no. I'm not uh, the Easter dress competition and the dri- drive-in uh, Easter egg hunt where the kids can hunt for plastic Easter eggs with prizes, money, and if we catch the older kids, uh, stealing the eggs for the younger kids get a chance. Well, I'll get. We'll give them a little bit of love, and love is a big, thick hickory stick with the word love carved in it. So you kids <laughs> better behave this year. And next week is a special week because this is show six six five. Uh-oh. So next week is episode 666, and we got something planned for that. Well, let me guess, and, uh, the Day of the Beast? <laughs> no, we did that at Christmas, remember? Oh, that's right. But yeah, we'll do so. We're going to do something special for that because we missed episode 500 and 600. Sorry. But. <laughs> Oh, and the week before, yeah, the week before the April Ghouls drive in the Rama the Sunday, sorry you can't make it because you have your radio show, we're going to be doing the annual show with uh, Gene and the other guy whose name I forget at the moment. Give him my regards. Tell them I said hello. Yeah. And as usual, we're going to start with trailers, and this is 70s Western. This ought to be interesting because 70s Westerns were a weird beast because this is when they really have broke the mold with uh, after the Wild Bunch. 
you know, and much you could go anywhere you wanted to with them. Absolutely. Hell, even John Wayne did two of his most unique westerns in the seventies. The Cowboys and 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 uh, the Shootist. Uh, I was gonna put True Grit too, but you're right. The Cowboys and the Shootist. Yeah, I mean it takes a. I mean it takes a. It's one that I love. The Shootist just cause of its thing. Where he calls all of his old, all the old gunfighters together, and he's like, "Hell, we, I got cancer." And the other one's talking about his prostate, and they're like, "They're all gonna die soon." He's like, "Hell, let's just go out like a legend," and that's basically the setup for the whole film. Mm-hmm. But and I love the we... cowboys too. Oh yeah. It just seems like so the very at, first of his career in the end, John Wayne took risks. But, yeah, we're on movie trailer madness. Get to 70s Western movie Western trailers. Western movie trailers. And I'm right at zero, 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 zero. Me too. And we're going to get this party started in five, four, three, two, one, go. And we're starting right. the movie trailer madness with a forgotten gem, which is A Man Called Horse, which was a big freaking movie back then. This, this is a really good film. Yeah. And, and there there are some really tough there, there, uh, um, things he goes through. That that are but, very very the uh, the visuals are very iconic. Jewels are all true. That was the yeah. thing. And the rituals that he goes through is to make him into a man. The ritual of manhood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and this one had two sequels: Return of a Man Called Horse, which was basically him coming back and then putting him to another torture ritual, and him becoming the chief and staying there. And son of and son of a man called Horse with Richard Harris and Michael Beck, which, which movie was so bad. That legendary, it was pulled from theaters after a pin week. I always found Harris an interesting choice for this particular role. Not exactly someone I would have suspected. But well, the guy behind the real story was as English as Richard Harris was. So mm-hmm. it fit. Yeah, it does fit. I'm not saying that. But I was thinking more like Michael Caine or somebody. Maybe that, that's wrong of me. But it's a damn well, good Michael movie. Well, Michael Caine was too cockney for something like this. Yeah, maybe so. During this era. But, yeah, that is a, it is a painful sequence when they uh, do the sun ritual. And the film that took from this 
the most is the Italian cannibal film because the one that really started it all was Deep River Savages, a.k.a. Man from Deep River. But this one, if you can find it, it's still a great movie. Judith oh, Anderson, yeah. It's a really good film. Solid film. Is this Duck, you sucker? Yeah. I think it is. Gui la testa. This is an odd beast in uh, Sergio's filmmaking uh, career. I mean, Rod Steiger just, yeah. No, it's Rod Steiger and uh, James Coburn. Oh, that's right. It just seems like this is an odd beast because Leone was anti-political, but then he created a Zapata Western. Mm-hmm. Originally, yeah. Rod Steiger's role was supposed to be played by, what's his name, who played in uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. It's Tuco. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Eli Wallach. Yeah, but then they, uh, but then him and uh, Leone had a falling out because uh, Wallach wanted the main role in Once Upon a Time in the West. I like (laughs) this movie because uh, it crosses the IRA problems with uh, the Mexicans. Problems with you know the right. Zapata Western. It, it's a, it's an was, uh, Go ahead. It's an interesting beast. I do not think it works. And no, it doesn't Completely. work. It, yeah, you know but who stars whose first movie it was, don't you? No, tell me. David Warback. Oh, okay. This is David Warbeck's first film. Okay. Yeah, he's the one that uh, Coburn turns in because the woman they both love fell in love with Warbeck. Right. And plus, that's a stupid title, Duck, You Sucker. He thought, Leone thought that we said that colloquially over here in America. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. You think the Rod Steiger role would have been better if it would be played by Eli Wallach? Probably, but but Steiger is a good actor too. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's the actor's fault. I think this the script doesn't work as well. Well, I don't think it's you can tell script. that Leone really didn't want to make this because you remember who was the initial director. Before Steiger and Coburn threatened to quit if uh, Leone didn't take over. Was that the Larry? No, what Bogdanovich? Oh, Bogdanovich. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I know too much about this failed movie. Yeah. Oh, shut up! It's a Frank Perry movie with. Uh, Stacy Keats, so it's good. 
Oh God, yes, this is good. Doc. This is like a psychological portrait of Doc Holliday. Now, I have to admit something. I have never seen this. One of the few 70s Westerns I've not seen. Well, it's always and I've been heard hard to but see. Good. Yeah, it's good. Like I said, it's more of a psychological portrait of Doc Holliday's and uh, getting into the gunfight and the OK Corral and type stuff. You know, one Why of those not? that try to debunk the myths. Right. Uh, Doc Holliday's one of the best. Well, Stacy Keach is one of the best Doc Holliday's there is. Next oh, yeah. to Val Kilmer and Tombstone. Sorry, folks, but Val Kilmer and Tombstone just damn. Yeah, I, I agree. But for some reason, Frank Perry, whose forte wasn't Western, really does good. And I'm not doing a Frank Western. Perry fan at all. Yeah. I love Frank Perry's movies, but his is more of a deconstruction of the middle class rather than mm-hmm. a Western. The OK Corral, people. Yeah, that's really how big the AK Cor- OK Corral was, you know. Faith Dunaway, that's who that is. And Harris Ewan. I love Harris Ewan. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, but it's not what you expect. Pete Hamill wrote this. He was a sports guy. Interesting. Oh, I I bought this one just because Twilight Time had it, and it was three bucks. And I am so glad that I bought this fucking movie on Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this one is dark as. Let me tell you something. Now, during this time, my dad and I would watch almost any Western because he loved Westerns. He turned this fucker off. And that meant I I had to watch it. I don't blame you because this, I don't blame him because this movie is not for traditional. Because it shows the lawman as a bloodthirsty Killing machine. Oh, yeah. His problem in the whole movie, and they all kept saying, is that he lives to kill. He doesn't kill to live. And and I'll tell you what. Lancaster, during this period of time, in the 70s, there isn't a movie he wasn't in that I didn't love. He absolutely... The Swimmer? This decade. What? The Swimmer? No, the swimmer's sixties. But seventies, Oh still. yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the swimmer. I know you love it, and I do respect it. 
But I don't but, like but, it. Burt Lancaster. It's like Burt oh, Lancaster's yeah. like, let's get, let's just totally destroy Burt Lancaster. Yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about executive action, Scorpio, a Twilight's Last Gleaming, The Midnight Man. Uh, everything he did in this decade was just fucking gold. If you can track down a copy of this or find this, Lawman is definitely worth seeing. Oh, no question. No question. And Ryan but is I warn you, too. Yeah. But I warn you, it bites. Oh, yeah. Hey, Robert Duvall. And Michael Winter. Yeah, this is one of Winter's best films, by the way. Yeah. This is before he, he went, you know, Whoever down the rabbit hole. 70 Westerns, there are some, is it in it with some? Oh, which one is, oh, the third Zapata, Zabata film. Got my favorite theme song of the series, but oh yeah, it's boring. The movie itself is not that good. Neither is Indio Black, which is the one with uh, Yul Brenner that they just retitled to make it as about the film. This is like a cross between. Spaghetti Western and a James Bond movie. Yeah. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, But you know what? It does have Lee Van Cleef, and that always is a good thing. Oh, yeah. He is just having so much fun in this, and you oh, can tell. Oh, he's having this movie. Yeah. And you gotta be a son of a bum 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 bum. <laughs> and how many times during the spaghetti western movies have I done it? I open with this theme song. Yep. It's a great song. The first Sabata is good. The second one, which is just the retitled Indio Black, just sucks. This is okay. Okay. This is okay. But it has the best theme song, so. Yeah. (laughs) You just can't. Lee Van Cleef in. Oh, the Magnificent Seven ride. This is when they were really milking that to death. How many were they? Three or four? This is the one that's written by Cohen, by the way. This is the one that's written by Larry Cohen. Yeah, but how many Magnificent Seven movies were they? There were four, I think. At least three. There was the Magnificent Seven, the Magnificent Seven Return, uh, the Magnificent Seven Ride. Giant, with the strength of ten men and the mind of a child. Hate the soldier, learned to kill in the army, and now it's the only thing he knows. Elliot, the engineer, 
If he goes, it, it stays built. If he blows, it, it stays blown. Stays blown. Amen. Put him away from life and let him out for death. Noah, the writer. He came for the story and wrote it with bad bullets. Christopher Marshall. Men were all killers. That's why he lied. And that's why he turned them loose. And a series of targets we did. Yeah. Those target rifles. I love the Magnificent Seven. They ain't even seven of them. Police Now they're about 300 yards away. This this is not a great movie, by the way. No, it's, it's a B movie filler. Yeah. It's one of those that you would see as the second film in a drive-in double feature. Or maybe even a third film. Stephanie Powers, Pedro Mendez Jr., Elmer Bernstein. Of course, they got to have the theme. No, oh, yeah. Well, of course. Written by Arthur Rowe. Uh, okay, so I was wrong. This is not the one by Cohen. But he did the second one then, I guess. Yeah. Return of. Uh, yeah. Okay, Woody Strode, Ernest Borgnine. Holden. Holden. What the hell is this? Is this is this the second of the Magnificent Seven? Yeah, Woody Strode. This might be the one that Cohen wrote. Because yeah. it seems like a Cohen cast. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, this is Cohen. <laughs> the Revengers. I don't care. It's got okay, no, this, this this isn't. No. I don't know what. I've never care. heard of this one. Yeah, but it's got a hell of a cast. I mean, no, Woody that Strode. Has that has a shitload of a cast, man. But I don't know this one. Susan Hayward. Now, I don't know this one. I thought this was maybe the Magnificent Seven. All right. Return, uh, 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 yeah. Okay, here you go. This is yours. Best Western of the 70s. Fuck you. If you watch the movie Young Guns 2 from the 80s, it basically rips this movie off to the core. And James Coburn deserved an Oscar nomination for this. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a hell of a film. 
But how it was released and how the studio fucked with it really bothered me. The Turner Cut, I guess, is the one to go with on this. Yeah. I love the tagline. There were legends in their own time, but time's gone. Time. And that, and what he says to Jack Elam, he said, I just, he tells this whole story about how his boy got killed and how he had to take the front door to uh, build the boy's coffin. And when mm-hmm. he goes, Jack, Jack Elam goes to apply to him, he goes, now, son, now, man, I just changed the door. Yeah, I know, I know. And then, of course, the the, the, the whole thing with Slim Pickens oh, dying. Oh. Slim Pickens is, ooh. <laughs> it's a damn good movie. Dub Taylor. Yeah. I watched this because it was, uh, well, you know how it is. You never had any timing on the VCR. You just shoved in a tape, and they were showing the uncut version of the Wild Bunch. And this mm-hmm. was afterwards, and I end up loving this more. Yeah. Oh, that scene just makes me want to fucking cry. Oh, yeah. Producing in his first dramatic Mama, take that gun in the ground. The thing I is, love that the, scene, the, Bob Dylan, uh, Bob Dylan reading all the uh, um, the uh, covers of the canned food and shit. Yeah, the love reason that. why is that Coburn is telling him that he needs to get all the details right. Exactly. I love this. Bonnie's killed Bill. Yeah, and he's killed me, too. Criterion has said they got working on this for this year. Well, where is it? Oh, this is one oh, of my yes. favorite westerns oh, yeah. of the 70s. Hell yeah. Woo, they darker than we are. <laughs> they darker than we are. Like a boss, fast. Listen, the best fucking comedy in the history. Number one comedy in my book. Period. It is well, brilliant. Well, because of who wrote it. Both oh, of them. Yeah, that too. Mel Gibson, I mean, uh, Mel Brooks and uh, Richard Pryor. Andrew Bergman was involved in this too. Yeah. Uh, but it is it's fucking brilliant. I love this movie. Little son of a bitch shot me in the ass. Call me Jim. Jim. <laughs> Pickens is so fucking funny in this movie. I'm 
Listen, land, be snatched. And <laughs> tired. This song, the fact that this song didn't win or get nominated for best song is a crime. Absolutely. I use this line Hello, all the time. Boy. How you doing? Hey, boys, how you doing? Yeah. And they keep saying that this would not be done. This couldn't be filmed today. Fuck you. This is one of the greatest anti-racist films ever. Ever seen such uh, cruelty? Yeah, have you ever <laughs> seen such cruelty? <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, boys. Stuff. I got some. Boys? Look what I got well, here. Well, 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 that. <laughs> oh, Bad Company. Another good one that got swept under the rug. Charles Martin Smith, uh, Ron Howard, and I forget the other one. Some fun, excitement, and adventure. All I found was hard times. The problem is, Westerns weren't that popular in the 70s, and even the good ones like this didn't get to uh, get the audience they deserved. Because no, the old true. school ones hated them because they're old school, and the new school ones thought they were better than them. The Spike so this, game. This, see, the thing with this one is I don't know if they knew what their audience was. Uh, because because it's, it's, it's too... It's not nearly as... as um, downbeat as most of the 70s westerns and and it seems you know there is marvin god knows we love marvin this seems like it's a, a re sort of a remake of day of anger with lee van cleve right where the old guy is using the young ones to get what he wants and mm-hmm. then he ends up fucking them over right But still, like I said, do you agree with me that the 70s was an odd period for Westerns because uh, the new generation, a.k.a. yours, who hadn't grown okay. up on them. This is not that were... company. This was the Spikes Gang. Yeah, the Spikes Gang. I already said that. Okay. But still, the young generation didn't like... Uh, the new westerns because they thought that they were above them but the old mm-hmm. one didn't like it because it was not the westerns they grew you know exactly my my dad didn't like most of the 70s westerns and and that's when i grew up and that's where where i could see the big difference between my dad and i and what we liked yeah Oh. oh, we had to slip in some Robert Altman, one of his oddest movies. This is one of, was this a play first or the movie first? Yes, this was Arthur Coppett. Yes, 
This is not his best Western of the the, uh, decade by far. Hey, hey, this this ain't no McCabe or Mrs. Miller. Exactly. That's exactly This is a unique movie. Listen, it's Altman, okay? You're going to want to watch it because nobody made movies like Altman. Yeah, but the problem is, is that... Oh, Harry Cattell? Wow. Oh, yeah, Cattell's in this. And Will Sampson, absolutely. He he steals this movie. Sampson just steals this film. Well, Will Sampson's character is really the star of the play. Yeah. Remember what it's uh, subtitled. Buffalo Bill or Setting Bull History Lesson. And, of course, Burt Lancaster is Ned Buttline. Yeah. And, of course, they're using the whole mask thing, too, with the with the uh, loudspeakers. I bet this would work better as a play than as a movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought the whole time when I was watching it, is that huh, this would have worked better as a play than a movie. It, it's an interesting, for me, it's one of his misfires, but but Altman's misfires are usually really worth watching. Because hey, not gonna screen see play shit. by Alan Rudolph, so no sense. Right. That means, oh God, yeah, we're, no. We're, Oh, yeah, you got to. No, not this. is this. so fucking weird. This. And this is fucking when Arthur Penn. When you say weird, you mean piece of shit. Utter piece well, of well, shit. Brando just went, he went crazy on this film. Like that. So, you know who the best person is in this movie? Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. It's like uh, you don't let Jack Nicholson and uh, or Brando go over the top. That's a no, no, no. You know what it means when Harry Dean Stanton goes over the top? Yeah. It means he flicks the ash off his cigarette. Yeah. (laughs) Jack Nicholson. I've never seen... An Arthur Penn film. Really? Seen Harry Dean Stanton do go over the top this bad, like those. And Thomas McQueen did this. You know, Thomas McQueen was real hit or miss for me. Rancho Deluxe is the movie. If oh, you want Rancho Thomas Deluxe McQueen. is great. But ninety two in the shade. Is that it sucked. Oh no! What is this? Oh, here we go. This is the sequel. Is this return? Yeah, he goes back to England and he misses uh, 
the tribe and he finds out that uh, trouble's happening, so he goes back. You know, it's like Tarzan. He finds out he don't fit in with uh, the white crowd anymore. He wants to go be with the humans. To be a human with the humans. Right. 5,000 miles and 10 years of time felt the advent of his adopted people. And he knew he had to go back. Then called horse returned the wilderness. Returned to lift the weight of war. Superstition from the Yellow Hand Sioux. Spirits go away. Well, this doesn't have the power this. of the first film. No. This is more like a ripoff of uh, a little big man with another owie scene. Yeah. You know. Old Force knew the ancient ritual of the Yellow Hand. He knew that pride and manhood be reborn through the silent acceptance of terrible pain. Ouch. Owie, owie, owie. If you go into DC Comics, they get into this uh, sun and pain ritual a lot with the scalp hunter. How about the Indian? Most incredible Indian army of all time. Yeah, that's what people really don't understand. It's true. Women did fight. And I like that they had the gay character in this one who stayed back with the women. And that they didn't look down on him or give a shit or make a big deal of it. Oh, that's uh, what's his name? Yeah, Godfrey uh, Lewis. Lewis, Jeffrey Lewis. Jeffrey Jeffrey Lewis. Lewis, yeah. Nice. If they end on this, it'll be kind of beautiful. Uh, we've got one more at least. Yeah, 33, 36. What the fuck, Christopher Walken? Is this what I think? There's only one movie I could think of at the Western with him in it, and that's uh, Heaven's Gate. No, this is not Heaven's Gate. I don't know this. It's still early, early film with Christopher Walken. Yeah. Why do you bring a knife to a gunfight? That goes against all of the rules of the Mexican culture. Jeffrey Lewis. Marvel Theater? 
Hey, Margot Kidder's touching her boobies. Hey. <laughs> yeah. What the heck is this? this? Yeah. Come on, give us the title, you fucking bastards. Shoot the sun down. I've heard of this. I've I don't know never if heard it of this. exists nowadays. Yeah, this came out after he won the Academy Award for the Deer Hunter. Now, I do not know this at all. I, I don't think I've even heard of this. This this is, yeah. Like I said, I think this movie is uh, lost. Shoot the sun down. David Lee. Yes. Oscar winner Christopher Walken shoot the sun down. Only endless desert wisely answered. That's what we say when it gets close to uh never when it gets close that. to drive in opening time. Shoot that sun down, you son of a bitch. The women were shy. Oh, this one is funnier than you would think. This is a great live-action version of the Looney Tunes cartoon. You ever seen this one? You probably yeah, seen this and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it gave me a great, headache. Oh, screw you. It's a great version of uh, the Looney Tunes t- cartoon. Yeah, but it didn't work for me. You know, I mean... Oh, I'm not saying it works all the way, but I love the ending. You're right about that. The ending is fun. It's been when a while they go since full I've seen it, to, Okay, I'm at zero, oh, yeah, zero, zero on drive-in. Uh, I'm also on zero, zero drive-in, too. Yeah. This was filmed so want... at a real drive-in outside of Austin, Texas. Well, a little, real small town. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a character piece like uh, Dazed and Confused and Eagle Parnell's, except without the pure meanness of the Eagle Parnell film, which I do love, but it is mean to the character. Well, I, before we start, I just want to say this was made in 1976, and yeah. you'll understand during the during the uh, uh, commentary, it was working at a drive-in in 1976. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely have some some uh, reminiscence during the, during this film. So just okay. warning everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Me too, because I was. Definitely going to the Twin Air, the La Folla. We didn't have no walk. Well, basically, this is one year after we got the walk-in movies twin. 
We didn't get yeah, we didn't get a drive in to I mean a walk in theater till about nineteen seventy six. So we were screwed in the winter if we couldn't get over to Knoxville. Okay, start the movie in five, four, three, two, one. I checked, I forget the name of this drive in, but it's gone now. It's become just another pasture field, you know what I mean? In the land being used. Mm -hmm. And just so everyone knows, this is Drive In 1976 with Bill McGee. That's M-C-G-H-E-E. Yeah, his daughter put this up on YouTube. Bionetta McGee. And thank you, Bionetta. Mwah. This is a great theme song for this. Yes. This is one of the old school drivings because it has the full playground. Did yours have the full yep. playground, Carl? No, absolutely. We did. Yeah, we had the no, window. It was, it was yeah, taken down the like the second or third year I was there, and they had picnic tables instead. Yeah. And there's speakers, which they people wouldn't there. Columbia Pictures is into George Leto Productions. Oh, man. This takes me back. I know. This show takes me back. Now do you understand why uh, they oh, made yeah. it as we part of the Texas no Memorial? Doubt. You know. And, 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 of course, that's the, the, the snack and, and the projection Everywhere booth. Carl hung out. Absolutely. And we would be stoned off our ass. Hot dogs, fries, coke, popcorn, Bob Peak. Yeah. You got to have that motherfucker set up before the next day or else you get your ass chewed out if you work oh, in that car. And directed by Rod Amato. We'll get into him a little bit. I love the fact that you'd only see this in the 70s comedy, where if they had the movie in the movie theater, they would make the movie within the movie. Yeah. Like in this one, is Disaster 76. Which is oh, and really of course, cool. it's uh, Texas. To have a Dr. Pepper truck. You got that Dr. Oh, Pepper. Awesome. We jump in at the box office, right? And then you'd have it quicker and you'd say, God, with your mouth open. Now, this is definitely Texas. Okay? Now, the drive in I was in. With Northwestern PA. Or actually, yeah. It was in New York, actually. Right oh, across the, the border. Oh, Alamo Drive-In. That's where it was. That's the infamous Alamo Drive-In. Where uh, Joe oh, Bob Oh, my God. I used to carry those suckers in, man. With the reels. Those were fucking heavy, yeah. man. Uh, Joe Bob held his first drive-in uh, festival and car show at the Alamo Drive-In. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, there's a 70s van for you. Oh, yeah. Pickup truck. I just love, yeah, just that atmosphere. You know you were there. If you oh, can yeah. remember, if you watch this and a tear goes, oh, look, Roadrunner. If you can name the cars they show beside these old beat-up pickup trucks and stuff. Around wasting time arguing. Well, I don't know. Strong don't matter. Do this. What if it don't matter? Just give me a pencil. How'd you know he's here? I heard you hollering clear down the highway. You get it? The corner. Monkey board. Make some corner. Like monkey boards. We COD. Yeah, you can tell these are all local Texas actor, actors from the oh, accent. Yeah. All around now, yeah. now go fuck yourself. <laughs> And Daddy's the sheriff. Ah, good old truck. Yeah, and truckers would just be waiting for speed traps. Even if they get them. Yeah, can you go help me get these fucking bears off my ass? Damn, that that truck is moving. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. <laughs> there was some cops that lived for that busting truckers. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I got only smoke you can prevent forest fires. If you really want to see why we love the drive-in so much back then and uh, are doing a show, just watch this movie, you know. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Carl. The one thing, too, is is that this particular film, it is about the drive-in, but you get to like the characters. You know, and it's about the characters, too. And, and you yeah. said that at the beginning. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you bug me, because I can stretch you. Total war? You got a big fly wheel? 
That's Enoch, the main bad guy of the film. Yep.
Oh, God, what a wonderful POS. I don't know what that... Uh... Ha ha! Ain't like them kids skating in there. Cause we know what we are. I love it. They're still in the hub gap, and the kids just walk around like, "What the fuck?" So I, I think we ought to talk a little bit about our director here. Yeah, His name go is ahead. Rod Amatel. And Rod Amatel um, had done a lot of work uh, in TV. In 1971, I think, uh, he did a film called The Statue with David Niven, and it was a comedy about a nude statue. And, of course, we just had the thing with Michelangelo and and the David uh, statue, where everyone was worried that he was nude. And then and then he did uh, a Peter Sellers film, uh, Where Does It Hurt?, and this film, and The Seniors. And then he did a film called Son of Hitler with Bud Court. And this was his period of time where where he did films, but he did mostly TV. But the nice thing about it is his, his comedies – we're not over the top. Now, one of his later films he did was The Garbage Pale Kids, which um, we won't really talk about. But, uh, you know, a good, solid uh, genre director. But I still think this is by far his best film. No question. The problem with agree. this is uh, it's another one of those films that did great down south. That right. they really didn't know what to do with outside of the South. They're like, well, yeah. people up north or out the other won't relate to this. Well, you know, the funny thing is I saw this on HBO, and I tried to talk talk uh, um, Howard into watching this and, he, uh, and getting this for the, for the drive-in. He wouldn't do it for that reason particularly. He said it was, it was too re- regional. It wouldn't. It wouldn't pull. But I got. I got to tell you something. The women in this show, in this movie, good-looking women. Yeah, and good-looking car. Oh my god. Oh yeah, the band man. Go, you know, talk about That's band. That's an ugly-looking car. The one in the van was cool. Now this one. You want me ready whenever you snap your fingers. Hey, don't be mad at me. Be mad if you wasn't born a man. You know, that is yesterday thinking. And just plain dumb. Proud to be a woman. And I'm too fond of one sitting at home with Marcus Welby on a Friday night. I bet you most people don't even know what Marcus Welby is. Yeah. Ah, P. 
nickel for 20 cents. Yeah. The same price as Kleenex. fucking cents. Hell, if we charge under two dollars nowadays, we'd get we'd be out of business as a drive-in. Yeah, yeah I was surprised back in the seventies, man. I remember. Uh, oh, I know. Gas, gas for like the fifty cents or something like that a gallon. Yeah, Maybe like I said, you could go out for the night. Like I always joke with Tracy. We could go out for a night. She's about four years older than me. With couch change. Yeah. And have a full tank. And for all you kids who don't know what that means is all the change that will fall beneath your couch cushions, you just go scoop it up and you'd have enough there to fill up your tank. Mm-hmm. And I love that. The movie itself, Disaster 76, is being posters all over the place. So it really is showing that the drive-in is really the center of the town social universe. Well, you know, you know that was very true. I mean, I, I grew up in a very small town. So the kids in high school either drove up and down Main Street. You know, uh, uh, we did have a... a, a a cedar, but for the weekend, man, it was it, it was the kids in high school and 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 that going out to the drive-in, man, because you could drink, you could you know, hang out, you could you know, put people in the trunk and nobody really gave a shit. Or social, or social, or show off your car if you had a Absolutely. nice car, yeah. But, you know, he's focusing on the people. I like that about this movie. Yeah. Did you see what that cup was he held up? Yeah, kids like yeah that that. I didn't really do shit like that when I was that young. No. I waited until I was like a real teenager, and did a yeah. lot worse. I love he doing that math. He's like two hundred and a dollar ahead. I remember things like this where they do like the cone races or things like that. Oh, yeah. Ours was Skate Town, and they would go every Saturday. I wouldn't because I, I was as coordinated as a blind mule with no ears. I had severe eye-hand coordinations, which means only thing I was good at on skates was falling on my ass. Yeah, same here. 
Oh, look how clean and butter doing. Ha ha ha, do you like that? Looks like they're ganging yep. up on Orville. Yeah, I wish one of them was me. I never did this yet. <laughs> nope. Friggin' way this would I like do this. This is like a regional thing, you know. This is back before we really started worrying about safety. Back then, they didn't give a damn what to do. What you long as you well, come that, home. You know, let's talk about that, okay? Because in the 70s, man, you could go, you know, after school and not come back until like like nighttime or you know when the sun came down parents didn't care you had shit like this you had you know you had toys that would probably fucking kill you like darts you know oh yeah darts uh pogo sticks oh yeah worse those pogo balls my sister had those uh Bumblebee things, you know, that would counter every time you jump over them, they'd spin around. Right. We were dangerous. And the parents didn't care. Oh, we yeah. had BB guns when we were too damn young to have BB guns. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I was never into that stuff, but my parents made the mistake of giving me a Mr. Wizard uh, uh, chemistry set, and I basically oh, destroyed the kitchen. <laughs> As long as you didn't get one of those uh, plutonium kits. No, no, this was Now, not. that's what I'm a... talking about, what we would do. Oh, yeah. The splits, how low can you go? There's always just one girl that could do get do just that. get her leg just flat. Horrible because he really like his brother says he don't know how to talk to girls. And it always was that one guy in your circle, you know, girl come up with a sign on there that say like "fuck me, Carl," <laughs> and it would be like. Do, 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 and I'm like, uh, what? Uh, uh. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not you, but you know, always just there. No, me. Seriously, me. I did not. Back when I was this age, I had no fucking clue. No clue. Not until I was well into, into college, really. Don't be giving me any of those fancy New York words. Don't be giving me any of them fancy words, Carl. New York words. Yeah. And I love the fact that he's taking his time when they're driving, not focusing on the characters' faces, but really focusing on the background and showing you the town. Oh, yeah. You know. You know the, I haven't seen this movie in years. And I mean years. It's been 40 years probably. Yeah. I saw it in the 80s at one point. Um, I'm really impressed with this. 
No, no. Oh, God knows this. Yeah. This, the it's not, it's not a great print, unfortunately. Oh, no. It's a good print. But the be honest, the people who are driving fanatics, myself included, the post for this is a holy grail that you can't consider yourself a drive-in fan unless you own it. Yeah. And that is the poster by the great one himself, Jack, Jack Davis. Frickin' Davis. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> I gotta get you for that. Again, I think this the soundtrack is great. I know. The more that we move away from this, and the more that we miss this, the more this movie, you know, resonates. Yeah. You know, one of, one of, yeah, you're, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm, you know, this is set in 76. I was, I was doing driving in 76. And it's been 50 years, almost 50 years. Yeah. You know, and, and man, I this was one of the best times of my life working at the driving. No question. And fucking silk jacket. <laughs> Great car, man. I know. Oh shit! And the humor's Again, honest, is... not forced joke. You notice that the humor's honest, and if there's not many. Joke. No. You think I'm gonna catch that that uh yellow jacket in a in a van? <laughs> I think out of all the cars, I like that one the best, man. The Ford POS? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing. 70s cars, man, they were something. Yeah, but that's a, that's a that's a piece of shit, man. That there's just no yeah. way around it. No, but it's it's just so cool looking. Yeah, but you'd ride them to death. Uh, you yeah. can't do that with cars nowadays. Back then, you could no, take you can't. cars and drive them to death, especially if you knew how to tinker with them. So, what was the coolest car 
you ever drove in or, you know, drove yourself? Uh, I can't drive, fool. No, I can't either now, but so, so, okay. So, no, I mean, literally. But, but what I'm saying is, were you ever in a car? What car were you in that you, the, the coolest car you were ever in as a passenger? Oh, uh, one of my uncles had an El Camino, one of those with the deluxe models with the, it was, uh, a, a green with the gold flake. And the two seats oh. in the back. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Now, now, my brother had Porsches and stuff like that. and that. But that, the coolest car I was in, I had a friend of mine in college who had a 1962 Saab. It was, it, it, it looked like a fucking egg. I love that car. So fucking love that car. <laughs> Better get this <laughs> See, right now we're getting to where everyone's going to be gravitating towards the drive-in. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about the idea of going to a drive-in, and you're seeing a movie here called Disaster 76, and you mentioned this earlier, where the scenes that you see in, 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 in the movie, they actually filmed for this movie. Yeah. Okay. So how many times have you seen that? Because there's, this is not the only one that's done that. It's the only one that's done it right. Unlike that piece of shit one that was uh, filmed in Florida, but... The director was a lazy idiot, so he cut out half of uh, the scenes that he filmed for that movie scene. Which, which, which movie are you talking about? Let's see if we're talking about the same one. Matinee. Okay, but not only Matinee. Dante did it in Explorers. Dante yeah, did, Dante and that did movie it three stuff. times. Well, fuck you. I love that movie. And I love Matinee, too. But I can guarantee you oh, that, 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 that Dante you. knew this movie. Guarantee you that Dante knew this movie. Guarantee it. Hey, like, I love that. That would be you, you know. How Jesus loves you. You got to let me in, in the name of God. Oh, I oh man! One look, of those. look at that old time popcorn machine, man. Yeah, and I would this. kill for one of those, not one of those air popping motherfuckers. Now I never, I never loaded the camera. He wouldn't let me do that. God, did you ever think he you wouldn't for let that? me do that? Oh, the Alamo. Did they just do subtleness like she's uh, acting like that? Ring is like, you know. So, let's talk about why the why the driving was important. I mean, in terms of 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 if you're young, you want to get away from your parents. 
you got use of a car or you know someone that's got a car. This was a way that you the, the first you could be way, yourself with your friends. Yeah, the first way that you would be able to get out there, especially if you watched, uh, as they called it, you know, a... Oh, there's a man, Bill McGee. Yep. And look how scary. I love it. His theme is he's scared because... Bill McGee, man. I forgot about him. Baby, now you're a doctor. You have your practice, and the whole world hangs on the wisdom of your words. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we got a. He said, "I'm the only speck of. I'm the only, oh, I'm the only speck of paper in a." But don't come in here. Yeah, you said, I'm only peck a speck in a whole jar of salt, and you want me to be comfortable in here? (laughs) You've got a point. Yeah. And the sheriff would come out to our drive-in, not because of there, because they would know they'd get free eats for the boys at the station at the snack bar, and that would... Ha 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 And by the way, matinee was uh, was not drive-in. The drive-in was uh, uh, was uh, explorers. Oh, and Target. Well, Target showed uh, footage of the terror. Oh, yeah, is another one. Absolutely. There's dead-end drive-in. But that used footage from Brian Trench's Smith's own... Uh, Oh, here's the payoff to that. Yeah, <laughs> you like that. Keep your beer cans inside your cars. Don't throw it out. Hey, hey, we said the same goddamn thing. Yeah. You know, we said the same thing in our drive-in. Because everybody, well, you know, let's let's keep it in mind. Pennsylvania was 21 of age. New York was 18. Everyone in the high school was 17, 18. You could get served anywhere in New York. Yeah, I mean, really. You didn't, and plus, back then, they didn't have uh, the people patrolling the uh, stores and stuff. So most of the little package stores wouldn't give a shit. Right, and and the other thing, too, is don't 
you know, keep this in mind. Even the police, if you were drunk and you were, you know, they would just say, you know, uh, uh, keep to the side of the road and, and get sober. Look at that. And, 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 yep. I love this. Look at that girl, old woman talking about church, and he just rolling one. I love what he she said. Oh, it's... I was young. <laughs> if only they'd have that 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 shit when I was young. Now, now that's the thing. We did not have a family policy because most of what he did was was um, exploitation stuff. And I love the takeoff on Disaster '76 because yeah, because back then you know you have so to all understand. the disaster films, you know the yeah, towering you had inferno, airport, airport '72, airport '74, airport '76, airport '78. Uh, the Poseidon yeah. Adventure, Beyond the Poseidon Adventure, Raise the Titanic. Roller coaster, even. Uh, two minute warning. Uh huh. 20 years of loyal service, but here, I'm going to miss it. You better believe it. Hey, there's service free champagne out there. Come on, let's go celebrate New Year's. Yeah. Bring it in with a bang. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, do you think you could get a rig like that in a plane? No way. To be preaching, religious, and... They got booze. Oh, yeah, let's not forget a big one that this movie is a parody in. Two of the movies in the movies. Alive. Yeah. kids doing that shit too. Okay. Be back in a second. Okay. Take care of some business. Understood. Understood. So what we're looking at here, I, I, I love the sense that this film that they're showing, Disaster 76, it's such a really good, solid takeoff on all those disaster movies. And again, they're not going the airplane route. They're making it, you know, I really like this because it's underplayed. Bill McGee.
Phone booth, man. Sure ain't help you people none. So now you're going to get to see what's happening with these guys. Don would be proud with the use of miniatures there. Joe Padon, of course, uh, directed Sister Tempest, and he used a lot of miniatures like that. But you're looking at, you know, it's just a wonderful sense of uh, humor. It's it, It's very, very... Grounded in reality. I'm back. Character. Do you there agree with that, Carl? Breathing what? with a woman was like eating soup with a fork. Yes. forget that Irwin Allen was really the king of disaster movies. Every disaster movie from the 70s was basically Irwin Allen. Yeah, and Not we still, them, want, we still haven't forgiven him for uh, the swarm. Oh, yeah. Do like Orville? Did you come looking for me? Right. So I'm home back. I do love <laughs> that. People don't use stairs anymore. They're old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Anybody can make a live one out of here. Blowy. Yeah, it's <laughs> and you know what? I really like the dialogue because it does set itself in Texas, man. Yeah. The, 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 uh, all the slang words and everything. I love it. He's watching uh, Leave with the Beaver. Mm-hmm. What kind of fucking idiot watches... Hold down a pillars, got a chocolate ball thing. TV at a drive-in. 
Yeah. I'd kick his ass just on bunk him. Absolutely. The only time we had a TV in 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 the uh, driving. Him, he's real tight. So tight, I'll come to Scotty in his car. Go while you can. I hear no big. Hey, there's love, Carl. Yeah. Y'all and here's the towering inferno. Take off in the movie. <laughs> I found that you get a lot done if you use love to uh, have discussions with someone at a drive-in, and that's a good axe handle, then. Um, no, but this was one of the main reasons there was a drive-in, that, you know, you could go with your girlfriend and get jiggy with it. I mean that 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 was number one priority with most of the people at at, at the limestone drive-in. It was either that or you're with your buddies. You're getting drunk like a son of a bitch. You're getting loads of that beer. Or getting hooked up with someone that your parents didn't want you to date. Yeah, that that too. Absolutely. But you know the other thing about this and, Wait, and, and the takeoff? I love this old woman. Wait. Okay, never mind. I'll say it a little bit. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> well, you know, we would get stoned in the uh, uh, in, in the projection booth. Brand new rebuilt distributor sitting in there. I beat that hood. Built these two hands. Like I said, gotta get away by a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're no good <laughs> son of a bitch with your dad. You just have one of those. We didn't do rain checks. Fuck it. You were no, there. I'm just talking about that. Sorry about the weather. If y'all can hold on, good. Enjoy the good. We gotta go back and tell Lena. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't tell him. Stop my glasses. <laughs> oh no, let's uh, make room for Daddy. Yeah. Ridiculous. What did you have to find? I want to buy a car. Oh, ridiculous, 
So, did you ever cancel, you know, be at a drive-in and it was canceled because of bad weather? No, they would just put up a sign like, if you can tough it out, tough it out, otherwise tough shit. Yeah, that's exactly the way we were. And there was times in the October period where we would get snow. A lot of people wouldn't stick around for that, but, you know, if I was in the, the... the booth, that's what we do. I went to the drive-in, seen Evil Dead in 10-degree weather, so... Yeah. Uh, pussy. I just put yeah. on another blanket. Of course, in Texas, though, you get those those real uh, short... Yeah, come on, man! Heavy, move heavy on rain. Her, for fuck's sake. God damn. He doesn't know what to do. Give him a break. The whole thing is he learns by the end of the movie. That's the whole point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You've got, you've got, I think you're like about 30 minutes of the film yet left. I like that they shoot it with the rain coming down. I get hurt by instant I've never hurt you, Chloe. Excuse me. I just pooted. Uh, yeah. If I touched your hand earlier, I felt a sensitive. That's soft. Oh, that ain't soft. What ain't? What ain't soft? <laughs> God damn it, boy. <laughs> Shit. You gay. <laughs> you gay? No. I got to go along in my own The devil out of front hell. <laughs> That's a good line, by the way. Yeah, I know That's who great... you would want to say that to, but uh, <laughs> you would be dead. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would so not be alive. You. That is for sure. You would be bossy. You're so bossy, you'd teach the devil how to run hell. <laughs> Ha <laughs> oh, ha! I love that. Yep. Well, 
Close the door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Oh, that fucking door. Hey, look at it. He had a stethoscope with him. <laughs> yep. That way! This might be up there with the most Texas movie ever, me and Matt. No, this is the second most Texas movie ever made. Definitely a Texas movie, there's no doubt. Yeah, number one will always be frailty just because of the cast. Yeah. The only thing that this gets wrong is that there's only one movie. Usually you would do Well, no, First Run Drive-In would show one film over and over again. One, most, some won't screeners. Mm-hmm. Well, we certainly didn't do that. We had We had three movies that we ran. Yeah, that's rare. Usually, at the most, they're double features, you know. Well, you know, most of the stuff that he would run would be, you know, less than an hour and a half. You know, uh, there were times it was only two, but, but more than likely it was three. And now the dam broke. Yep. You know, you know, the funny thing is, I don't know any of these actors, with the exception of Bill McGee, and, and 
know, everyone's doing a good job in this film. Yeah. <laughs> Everything goes wrong in this movie. Yeah, this is like the movie version of That's Armageddon. Yeah, or When Time Ran Out, too, is another one that, that like, everything happens. That's yeah, Armageddon, like, you're absolutely right about it. I like yes. That's Armageddon better. Yeah. George Lazenby I mean, is the architect. George Lazenby, uh, <laughs> Donald Southern is a clumsy butler, clumsy yep. waiter. What are you saying? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you would see self The movie sucked. You would see drama like this at the drive-in, you know. Absolutely. Oh, what, uh, the red-headed girl, she was in uh, Don't Look in the Basement, too. Right. See? But, yeah, uh... Larry Buchanan says the best. He says, if you're making a Texas movie and you don't have Bill McGee, then you don't understand. Then you don't understand good actors. Yeah. The best one to watch with Bill McGee besides this, and it's not Don't Look in the Basement, which is great. It's High Yellow. Bill McGee just basically just tears it up in that film, doesn't he, Carl? Yeah, he does. He does. He doesn't know have a lot to do in this film, but there's just so much to keep you entertained with this film. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's how I'd be. Right at your goddamn self. Absolutely. Oh, go fuck yourself. And what he said was a hot dog, uh, relish, mustard, and cheese. Hold the onions. Good stuff. I miss my uh, glider at the riverside. God damn it. Yeah. Now, I got to say something about snacks and going to the snack bar. Okay? Because we were in the projection. <laughs> <laughs> and And they would give us 
food, man. We'd, we'd, they would just come in with a whole bunch of snacks and, and, and sandwiches and shit. We had it good, man. I got so much great food. Oh yeah, they, you got good. Always got good food at a drive-in because they'd have to make it fresh. Yeah. And they used to do what Wendy's used to do. All the hamburgers that wouldn't sell on night one, they would put in the chili on night two. And most people be yeah. now they're like, ew, that's gross. I'm like, no, that's good. Hamburger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ha, <laughs> ha, Jesus. Gersten <laughs> y'all. Dr. Pepper, man. Oh, okay. This is great, man. So, so, did you see this particular ad? Oh, God, yeah, I've got it on. Do you think I don't have it on one of the something weird video intermission uh, comps that okay. I have? Because I don't, I, I don't know that one. Okay, I have not. I mean, I I know I've seen it because yeah. I've seen the film, but I don't remember it at our drive-in. Was there different ones for, like, the southern drive-ins and the, and no, the northern drive-ins? No, they were just the intermissions and stuff, and they would ship them out. Like a lot of them that would get cheap, you would get the Peter Max ones even late in the 70s. Right. You know what I mean by the Peter Max intermission signs, yeah, I do don't know you? The Peter Max yeah. Ones. yeah. Absolutely, I know the ones you're talking about. It'd be wall to wall poon tonight. Hell yeah. <laughs> How come you we always they always say that? And when they say that, that's the same as saying, Boy, it's quiet tonight. So our drive-in to high school, 
Lawson High School was right there, and if you were on top of the high school, you could see the thing, and you could climb down and, and, and get snacks and then go back to the to your perch, man, because they always it, had... Yeah, but uh, the sound. Yeah. Yeah, true. But when they were doing sexploitation, ah, who the ah, fuck cared ah. about the sound? We just seen them come in. Except for one actor, uh, he was in two. Uh, was in two films: this one and Dancing in the Forest. You see, got some work. Yeah, a lot of these people came to ride through the Texas uh, film. <laughs> Great line. The Titanic! Ha ha! What? What happened? Making out with a cement mixer. You've done this to you. None of your business. You made it my business when you started vamping me this evening. What happened? I've been vamping? I've never vamped nobody. I don't need vamping. Probably did it to get Amy jealous. Or I am and always have been a one-man woman. I mean, if there's one thing I got, it is sincere. When I was going with Enoch, I never looked at nobody else. It wasn't until Enoch and I was through that I took my first good look at you. Well, I don't like hassles, but the time's come for me to strap on my guns and go find Enoch. Hey, I don't want nobody getting shot at over me. No, I mean... Okay. Okay, nobody will get shot. You watch out. That Enoch's a rough cob. He'll take you apart bone by bone. Or else he won't. All right. Time to be a man. Absolutely. 
yeah, this is bring back so many many memories of going to the drive-in and just doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, so many memories of nothing. Sure, looking forward. No yeah. insult intended on that, but don't you agree, Carl? Well, you know the thing is, for me, it's, it, it's specific memories of being in the in the projection booth. But for most yeah. people, it was it was hanging out with friends. It was it was you know drinking and 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 being with your girlfriend and getting a little nooky and and it that that it was freedom. Drive-in, the drive-in was freedom for, for kids. And that's exactly yeah. what it was. Before they get word to God. It was certainly freedom for me, too. Learning hey, about man. Oh, with... I know what you mean. Uh, this is great. <laughs> the shark. Yeah, the drive-ins closed up, you know, getting time for there tonight. There's a manager from that cash box. There's so good to luck. But if you luck no more to Tom can't need the marriage license. Got me all together. That's a good line too. Don't need love. Yeah. There's so many southernisms in this movie that are just great. You guys really going through with this? Well, can hostage. Okay, those of you all listen to this live, we're about to go into overtime and overdrive. And we'll see you next week for 666, but. We're, if you're not listening on this, well, it's going to keep on going. I love it. We got a shark. What's next? They ain't had a tornado. You know, you know, that's a great thing about this film. You know, and, and, and the real takeoff, the thing to me that's the best thing in the world is the takeoff. Tonight, yeah. special guest, uh, Little Brown. And, and this is lucky that, and this is good because Enoch's beating that guy who broke every bone in his uh, boy's body. You know. Yeah, well, I got to give you that. But in this case, that boy wouldn't fly in your colors. Hey, kill it! Behind him! Behind the guy, Carl! (laughs) Did you see that poster? Uh, No, I didn't. It was Peter Seller. Look! Behind the blue guy. Oh, shit, that's exactly what it is. Where does it hurt? Where does it hurt? Yeah. Oh, there's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Here's a stick gun. Y'all reach for some Please? Anybody get any ideas of this kid to get hit in the hail of bullets? <laughs> <laughs> the kid's great. Now we get the manager different. Don't call out my name in public. <laughs> you dumb dildo? <laughs> <laughs> Just put it on 
Misty by Ray Stevens. Yeah.
think somebody can speak for you. But it seems to me like we ain't got about two choices here. One's get out of this crime business here and now. Very. Wait until after your first jail. What, what I was going to say. Sure do. Mm-hmm. Let's head on up to North Cincinnati tonight and enroll in that diesel school first thing in the morning. What do we do for gas money? They be no good. Never have been. But I ain't about to invoke no kid on life of crime. For all the good it's done. Sell this thing. You go and take that box back to the manager. Yourself a nice big reward. Nice. Yeah, that's the other thing. Actually, most of these people are nice people in bad yeah. situations.
can you see me still worried whether your rebuilt carburetor is or is not second air? <laughs> show on uh, Briscoe County and there's that one character, it's my piece, my piece, he's talking my piece. I'm thinking they might have gotten it from this. Hey, I guess. Yep. I knew it.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They three words. Crazy ass yeah. honkies. Focus. <laughs> oh, shoot. Don't oh, shoot, please. Somebody's got to rebuild Rio. That's the driving, folks. Seriously. Uh, I thought you remember just pulling out. Yeah. And that's the thing. Look at what they're doing now. They're closing everything up. I used to do that. I used to help Howard with that. Yeah. Particularly yeah. on Friday nights. Not so much Saturday. Perkins. 
Luzito, Laura Larimer. Hey, sir, you think we ought to push it over against that building so these people can get in? Barry Gilmore, Phil Ferrer, David Roberts, Joe Flower. Well, if anybody can make a live one out of him, Chloe. Paul Palmer, Carrie Jessup. Yep. There's the man. Bill McGee, Gloria Shaw. Nice. I love those two. Jeff Lee Fulton and Robert Bagolman. Michelle Frank. Michelle Frank. She was, yeah. Oh, you know, she, she was, was actually in, uh, in, in uh, she had a very small role in Phantom of the Paradise, her only other role. No, she was in uh, that one, uh, uh, Pole White Trash Part 2. There you okay, go. that was it. She was in Poor White Trash Part 2, a.k.a. Scum of the Earth. Another wow. film by the great S.F. Brownrigg. Which uh, uh, Grindhouse released and keeps threatening to release, but they still haven't released the son of a bitch. No, there's a lot of those that that have been promised to us that haven't been released. Not just from Grindhouse. I still want to see Red Sun. Damn you! Yeah. Anyway, that but was really yeah. fun. Oh God, yeah. Just bring so many like. Bring tears to my eyes, and I just want to start singing memories, but no. But that's but really, was a really good but, choice. Yeah. It was well, a, this movie really is really why we do this every week and do the whole drive-in setup and facade. is because mm-hmm. of movies like that and the times that we spent like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny, once COVID hit, where did people retreat to? The drive-in. Yep, that's very true. And what do you have planned for this weekend? Well, I I want to talk a little bit about the show we did today, earlier in the afternoon. Uh, We did a uh, show with... um, uh, with the winner of the uh, Best Feature Right Award, uh, Danny Ashkenazi at the uh, New York City uh, Science Fiction Film Festival, he did a 30-minute featurette musical on Hitting the Pendulum. We also have uh, a number of things set up. Uh, uh, we're doing music shows on Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, you know, check us out at Deviant Legion. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, and uh, since this is Easter, what would be your Easter movie of choice for people who want to go secular? Uh, it's a good question. You know, I mean, I mean, most people would do like uh, a Night of the Lepus, but but I must. I you said know what? secular, Pendejo. Uh, Night of the Lepus is secular. No, it ain't. It's. Non-secular. I'm talking a religious film. Oh, okay, that's sacred. Uh, if I if yeah, I were to do that, non-secular. No, secular is, is not okay. There's sacred and secular. Sacred is is well religious. down south. Secular. We use secular and non-secular. 
Okay. Well, anyway, for a sacred film, uh, yeah. Uh, I. That's a good question. I I think I would go Calvary with Brendan Gleeson. I'd yeah. go Calvary. And what's funny That's is what I, the secular or, or religious films they do show over this weekend have nothing to do with the Easter story. No, well, you know, the, you know, you could do Passion of the Christ. You could do the no, the gospel according to No, I don't believe no, in you, the passion of the folky. What I mean yeah, are the yeah. ones they show that aren't that are secular but aren't Easter stories are uh Ben Hur or Ten the Ten Commandments, yeah. Huh. Well, Calvary is not is not particularly uh, set to Easter, but it is sort well, of like it's you. A I figured you'd pull a ace out there. And if yeah. you can take it, watch uh, uh, The Last Temptation of Christ, too. It may show you appreciation of what the man gave up for us. Uh, listen, that's, a, that's an absolute fantastic film. And though it is based on a novel, uh, uh, my mother watched that with me before she passed away, she looked at me and she's like, that's the most religious film I've ever seen. He, it really is. It's a fantastic film. It's my favorite yeah. Scorsese so far. Well, it goes to this old term. is like you'll never know who the man, who a man is until you've walked a mile in his shoes. Right. And... The last temptation of Christ allowed you to walk in his shoes. And I would also say that Calvary does it in a different way, but yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But don't let your kids see the passion of the uh, the poochie. That film's just disgusting. I hate that film. Absolutely despise it. Despise that movie. And and there's so many reasons theologically for me, and I don't want to get into it here. Uh, well, I but, just don't yeah. want the fact that it's just a, a, a movie to make uh, kids scared at night that if they don't love Jesus, that, you know. Yeah. It's torture porn. It's Christian torture porn. Yeah. That's what it is. And no as usual on the Easter shows, Carl knows what song I'm about to play. I always play yes, I this do. on the Easter show. And thank you for joining us here at the Starlight. But next week is episode 666, and we have a great mutt with fleas ready for it. Absolutely. And with I'm that, looking forward to it, Goodbye. Have and good have a great Easter weekend, everybody, and that includes you, Carl, and all that. Absolutely. And to our Jewish friends, have a happy and holy uh Passover. Yeah. All right, good night. Thanks, and, Stephen. Yeah. And here we go with Jesus the missing year. Good night, everybody. Good Jesus. Night. The Missing Years.
was raining. It was cold. West Bethlehem was no place for a 12-year-old. So he packed his bag and he headed out to find out what the world's about. He went to France. He went to Spain. He found love. He found pain. He found stores, so he started a shop. He had no money, so he got in trouble with a cop. Kids in trouble with the cops from Israel didn't have no home. So he cut his hair and moved to Rome. It was there he met his Irish bride. They rented a flat on the Lower East Side of Rome. Italy, that is. Music publishers. Book binders. Bible belters, swimming pools, orgies, and lots of pretty Italian chicks. Charlie bought some popcorn, Billy bought a car, someone almost bought the farm, but they didn't go that far. Things shut down at midnight, at least round here they do. Cause we all reside down the block inside at 23 Skidoo. Wine was flowing, so were beers. So Jesus found his missing years. He went to a dance and said, this don't move me. He hiked up his pants and he went to a movie. On his 13th birthday, he saw a rebel without a cause. He went straight on home and invented Santa Claus. Gave him a gift, he responded in kind. Gave the gift of love and went out of his mind. You see, uh, him and the wife wasn't getting along. So he took out his guitar and he wrote a song. It's called The Dove of Love Fell Off the Perch. But he couldn't get divorced in the Catholic Church. At least not back then, anyhow. Jesus was a good guy. He didn't need this shit. So he took a pill with a Coca-Cola. He swallowed it. He discovered the Beatles. And he recorded with the Stones. Once he even opened up a three-way package for old George Jones. Charlie bought the popcorn. Billy bought a car. Someone almost bought the farm, but they didn't go that far. Things shut down at midnight, at least round here they do. Cause we all reside down the block inside at 23 Skidoo. The years passed by like sweet little days. Babies crying pork chops and Beaujolais. When he woke up, he was 17. The world was angry. The world was mean. By the man down the street and the kid on the stoop, all agreed to life stank. All the world smelled like poop. Baby poop, that is. The worst kind. So he grew his hair long and he threw away his comb. Headed back to Jerusalem to find mom and dad and home. 
But when he got there, the cupboard was bare, except for an old black man with a fishing rod. He said, what you going to be when you grow up? Jesus said, God. Oh, my God, what have I got myself into? I'm a human corkscrew, and all my wine is blood. They're going to kill me, Mama. They don't like me bad. But Jesus went to heaven. He went there awful quick. All them people killed him. He wasn't even sick. So come and gather around me. My contemporary peers. And I'll tell you all the story of Jesus. The missing years. Charlie bought some popcorn Billy bought a car Someone almost bought the farm But they didn't go that far And things shut down at midnight At least round here they do Cause we all reside down the block inside At 23's to do We all reside down the block inside at 23 Skidoo. Happy Easter, everybody.